Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me on the Word Podcast today. We continue our examination of the book of James. We've just completed the first three chapters of James. If you're just joining us, uh, go back and catch some of those episodes. It sets the context of what's going on. We're going to press on right now in chapter four, beginning with verse one. And if you're just jumping into this, it's going to sound really intense. <laughs> okay. Well, because it is intense. But when you see the context of what he's been explaining to them, what he's been sharing with them, uh, you can understand it a, a little better. But let's just read and see what it says. Again, uh, very, very intense uh, questions that he's asking right here. James chapter 4, verse 1. What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members? So he's talking with the body. He's he's, he's uh, called him brethren. He's speaking to those who are believers. And he says, what's going on here? There's wars and fightings among you is the way the King James puts it. He says, what's causing this? Let me read from a couple of the translations, the ESV and the Lexham. Verse one says this, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? That's the English standard version. Here's the Lexham. From where are conflicts and from where are quarrels among you? Is it not from this, from your pleasures that wage war among your members? So there's quarrels and there's conflicts among them. And he's asking, what's the source of these things? And so he asked that in the question, and then he answers it with the follow-up question. And he says, the source of this is the pleasure or the passions. The King James says, the lust that war in your members. And so when you first read this, you're thinking, well, is he talking about war within the members of the whole is the body of Christ? Or is he talking about warring within the members of the individual, you know, the lust in the flesh of your own personal body, the things that you struggle with? And I think the answer is yes. <laughs> okay, it's both. Within the context of what he's writing, he's writing to the body as a whole. But there's also the personal element right here. And he's saying this, you know, there are passions, there are lust that are warring within the members. Yes, between one member and another member. Somebody wants this, somebody wants that. Okay. But also within yourself. And these are quarrels and these are conflicts and they're rising up. Well, he gives more insight into it. Let's go to verse two, reading from the New American Standard now. You lust and do not have. So you commit murder. You are envious. And cannot obtain. So you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. Whew, see, I told you this is this is intense. The ESV says this you desire and you do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain. So you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. <clears throat> Folks, this is profound. Hang into this right here. You see that what's driving this is lusting. You see what's driving it is desire. And so they lust after something. They desire after something. They can't get it. And it says, King James just says forthrightly, so you kill. Okay? 
You commit murder. And you look up the Greek for that. You know, you examine it. You know what it means? It means to commit murder. You put somebody to death. I mean, it's literally that type of lust and that type of intensity, that type of desire. He says you're envious and you cannot obtain something. Okay, It literally means that you're jealous. So what do you do? You fight and you quarrel. And then he cuts right to the chase. He says you do not have because you do not ask. Well, people immediately grab a hold of this and say, well, you know, if I want something, I just need to ask a God and he's going to grant it. Well, finish the rest of thought. Verse 3. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. Ah, so look at the whole thought. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend it on your own pleasures or your own passions, your own lust. All three of those are are worthy translations of that Greek right there. <clears throat> so it's just not this kind of thing where you can say, oh, well, I just got to ask God. And whatever God's told us in the word, whatever he says, that he will, uh, <clears throat> if we ask, he'll grant it to us. No, that's not exactly what is said right here. It's the motivation of the heart. Okay. Look what it says in King James. You ask and receive not because ye ask amiss that you may consume upon it, uh, consume it upon your lust. <laughs> I love that. You ask amiss. In other words, you're asking astray. God knows the motivation and he knows the intent of your heart. If the intent of asking is to attain something and to use it for the wrong motives, the wrong motives is to spend it upon your own pleasure, to spend it upon the lust of your flesh. God knows that. And he's saying, you don't do this. And he's letting them know, don't you realize that this is what's causing the quarrel and the conflicts, the fighting among yourself, is that people are seeking after their own lust, their own pleasure, their own desire. They're coveting things. And if they can't get something, they're going to fight and quarrel and make sure that somebody else doesn't get it. Oh, they'll put on that religious thing saying, oh, we're going to ask God for this. We're going to ask God for this. And then they do what they want to. Or what most organizational churches do is they sit there and talk and talk and talk and come up with some strategy for whatever. And they determine to do what they want to do. And then at the very end, they come along and say, oh, God, bless this for us. We are your people. Bless this. Bless this. And he says, why are you doing that? He says, you ask and you do not receive because you're doing it for the wrong motivations. You're doing it where you can spend it upon your own pleasures. Let me read one more verse right here, and then we'll sort of overlap this with the next episode, okay? Verse 4 of James 4. You adulteresses, you, that's strong words. He calls them an adulterous people. Do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, Whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Oh, my. So we see even more as to what's going on in their life. We see even more what the temptation is with us. And actually, if we're honest, folks, this is where the body lies today. The body wants to be friends with the world, but being friends with the world is hostility toward God. We use the strategies of the world Oh, I mean, folks, I could go on and on and on. We do everything in the name of God, though we do everything to avoid what God wants us to do. 
Churches will lay out resources, will lay out time, will do all sorts of things to to try to be attractive to the world, to attract people to our organizational causes, to attract people to our time together. But we won't do what the Lord tells us to do. We won't pray without ceasing. We won't uh, give heed to his word. We won't seek his mind. We won't move within the power of the spirit. We won't love one another in the way that he tells us to in the scripture. And when you show these basic foundational truths, folks, that here is the way that God said do it. Ephesians 4, I talk about that all the time, is an example. In Ephesians 4, uh, the word tells us that God has given gifted individuals, apostles, prophets, evangelists, uh, shepherds, and teachers. And if those gifted individuals equip the saints for the work of the service of the kingdom of God. And that work of the service of the kingdom of God, when it's done properly, according to each individual's contribution, builds the body up in love. It's says that the body builds itself up in love because we're functioning in the way that God has designed for each one of us individually. But I tell you what, I don't know a church that does that. I know something, I know some that are on that path and that are seeking to do that, but boy, the temptation to go to the strategies of man and do this and do that are so strong. We simply don't do what God tells us to do, and we try to do it our ways. And we literally become friends of the world while we think we're doing it in the name of God. And God says, no, no, no. If you wish to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. There's more to this also. We'll talk about this next time, but our time's out right now, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.